Hello and welcome to Crystal Core Radio. My name is Brian and joining me is my co-host Chris. And today we're happy to welcome back Neoni to the podcast. We've got a epic show for you guys today. We're going to be talking about obviously what the community is talking about right now. And that's the drama or the epic of Rich Cobb. But outside of that piece <laughs> of content, like I think we're going to just hit that hard and fast first. But then I want to spend some time talking about Endwalker kind of final predictions. This time, the 17th of September is the live letter for Endwalker. This is where we really start to dive in deep. And then they also have a media tour planned with information coming out at some point in the future. So if we get information that we can share, we'll share it. But in the meantime, we can't talk about that right now, but we're going to talk about what we're looking forward to, obviously for the live letter, what we're excited about with Endwalker and what we're doing between now and the release of Endwalker with Mioni. Mioni, you are a legend. If you, why don't you take some time to introduce yourself to those who have yet heard of you and why they should follow you. Hi, um, as, as, thank you so much for the introduction and for, for being here, first of all. But uh, yeah, if you don't know who I am, I've done YouTube for, for a couple of years now, uh, doing Final Fantasy stuff predominantly. That's, uh, that's what I'm most known for. And I cover lots of news and coverage of, of news articles and everything new to the game. A few guides here and there, teach people how to get through some of the content bits and pieces here and there and uh more like glamour side of things as well and fashion report that sort of stuff so i don't know if, if you like that kind of stuff then uh the more i'd say the more casual side of things then feel free to come on by is that is that what i'm, I'm supposed to say it's you can is say that, whatever you want you could be yeah. like and please unsubscribe from work to game like it's like no, no, I, no, no i permit no. it <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, from what I don't know who knows, um, at the end of the day, uh, guys, Mioni has just been, I think a gift to the community. I love his coffee chats. I love the fact that he now has internet to stream. Uh, honestly, I think he puts out like an incredible, uh, gift to the community itself. And we're really lucky to have him. And we're going to talk about everything. Like we we've got so much that we haven't sat down in a real life conversation because we've just all been so busy. So that's what this podcast is going to be focusing in on before we dive into the content though. Do have to say thank you to all the support that makes the shows like this possible. In fact, brand new member Cordell hitting that YouTube uh, podcast legends membership. But Vern and WG Productions and Keelan are our podcast legends. They help uh, kind of keep the funding coming in to cover the cost of the show, the hosting and more. So we thank you guys for that. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be who we thank. Also, thanks to Luke for his generous donation sponsoring a year's worth of podcasts that we produce, uh, allowing you to have the podcast day and date on MP3 form. So as soon as the show is done, you can go listen to wherever podcasts are found. Just search, search Crystal Core Radio, and let's go from there. I want to cut over to Chris real quick. Uh, we've been kind of chatting with Mioni for a second, but Chris, dude, what is going on with you, man? We just sat down and filmed an epic of, about the Rich Cobb situation. Do you want to kind of give a summary to those who might not know what's going on? Yeah, so, uh, you know, anybody that, has been away for a while or, or hasn't been paying attention is wondering why they have to wait to log in. Uh, there's been a lot of new faces coming to Final Fantasy 14 and that has been true both on, you know, this side of a camera and on the other side. And so naturally some bigger personalities have made their way over, uh, especially with World of Warcraft being in a rough spot. So Rich Campbell, um, shoutcaster, World of Warcraft creator, uh, you know, friend of Asmund and, and much more uh, professional driver of, of the Cambulance uh, has come over and makes for, exciting and very energetic content. Maybe you like his style of humor, maybe you don't, but he draws big audiences. And uh, he 
has reached out to some content creators. I believe he reached out to, you know, Lama Todd and Lama Todd put together a stacked group of players, most of which had cleared uh, ultimate and they said when to go. And so he hadn't even gotten to his savage yet. Uh, and they dragged him into ultimate and progged that over like a four day of just epic, big, long streams, tons of support, tons of people having a blast watching and he legitimately learned the mechanics. He legitimately learned the fight. He was staying after raid times to get, you know, learn about his job. He got a direct lesson on camera from Mr. Happy, which was really neat to watch um, kind of a classroom setting where he was teaching and he was getting to ask questions. That's not something that a guide format typically can represent both sides like that. Um, he was staying up late and watching guides after stream. And so he put in the work. Uh, and he got a clear, but he did it with a stacked group. And so he wasn't having to deal with other people in the group, maybe not learning as fast as him or making um, more mistakes than somebody who's at least cleared the content once typically would. And so now that he's gotten his clear, uh, there is a portion of the community that believes that that clear should have an asterisk next to it or should not have been allowed to have happened or, or frustrated that it should not count. Uh, and there are other people that say it, you know, it absolutely should. And so you know, that's the drama around the situation. I talked about it at length over on Gaming Kinda. Brian talked about it at an appropriate amount on Jim Prime. <laughs> and then we put together a middle distance over on Work to Game. So we have we have talked this thing to death. We've probably spent enough time talking about events like this that we could have cleared our own ultimate. So maybe we should just get in and do the work. I stepped my first foot into ultimate this week unintentionally and unprepared. Uh, and so we didn't even make it past Twin Tanya. So I can tell you, and I was with Ren and Todd. And so like I was with talented players. That does not stop you from dropping a twister on the party and launching them into the wall. So I called it coffee chat and actually it's more tea time with Mioni. So I, I apologize <laughs> yeah. for my uh, American uh, ignorance in that regards, Mioni. We can have coffee and tea. It's fine. I'll you told me that like literally at a collab and the comments were like, what <laughs> you <laughs> and that's like apparently it's a thing it's apparently a thing so well um, the two together is a toffee so you know it's all good it's all good uh what's what's the take obviously on the the latest yeah. community drama i've got my own thoughts with chris and i've already shared but I'd, I'd be very curious from your perspective like obviously we've seen a huge upswelling within Boy. 14 and then we have this long gap until Endwalker. Like, what what is your read on both you, Cobb, but also Asmund and Rich Campbell and the WoW community basically migrating uh, over? Well, okay. Well, the first thing I want to talk about is the Rich Cobb thing because I think that it's kind of sad that people were like, it's impossible to do. Oh, you can't pug this. You, you can't get carried through this content. And then Rich goes and he clears this content, as you say, with, with a, a stacked group of people who know what they're doing. But then they're like, oh, you were carried afterwards. It's like they need to make up their decision of if this is, un you can't boost someone or you can boost someone. I think that the people who are complaining for the most part are so full of salt, it's unbelievable. That's my take on it. I read all of these people slamming Rich and I'm just like, really? That is really why? You could do the same thing. You could actually join a group with people who have done this before. Uh, as um, I think Rin themselves have, have posted out, they do tons of party finder groups. The majority of the clears that they've got through UCOB haven't been specifically with a set group. Those have been through party finder groups, helping people who are on the, the last few bits of progression on there. You can't just immediately expect to drop into content and clear it. But as you've said, Chris, Rich was watching guides. He was 
reading things the dude went into full focus mode on the streams i watched as much as i physically could around my time schedule as well and i was like wow he really is going man mode on this he's focusing harder than probably i would if i was streaming you know props to the guy and i don't think people should take that away from him or anyone else but one of the things i have seen that's a positive out of all of this drama is that it's created this hubbub of people going you know what if he can do it i can do it and now we've got party finder groups going right we're gonna try and progress on this and yes. at least on the eu side on chaos where i play we have like 30 odd groups for ucob like a peak time all progression on different stages and people can list their progression i've not seen that because normally cool. people are like yeah you're never going to do that Mioni. you're not skilled enough okay all right I hear people put other people down all the time, including myself from my own uh, experience. But I'm like, well, yeah, but how how much harder can it really be? Yeah. Or are people trying to keep this exclusivity? And I've encountered this elitism a couple of times in this community before. First of all, I did a video a long time ago on how to uh, unsynchronize Omega, so uh, the last Alpha Scape, mm -hmm. and how to cheese a certain mechanic. They called it Goodbye World. Uh, or the Mioni strat it's used in oh you got it named after you yeah it's used that's Lama Todd's goal. dream that's Lama Todd's dream <laughs> get right he wants I a Todd strat so much hate mail from people saying that I've ruined uh the the prestige of that mount now because I've allowed more people an easier way to get a mount and I I I don't know if I can swear on this program but screw I'll go ahead people. yeah <laughs> We're on, yeah. we're on gaming radio right now. Yeah. We can we can we can have so a little bit of a dull language. <laughs> I've experienced this side of our community before, and this does not surprise me that people were full of salt that day. But you're usually given a pass because you have a nice voice. We've seen trash posts be like, yes. "Well, you know, I don't really like what Mioni says either, but he has a good voice." Like usually, you're given <laughs> a little bit of softness. Um, you know, that usually there, there's amazing. there's at least like there's at least a glove on that hand before it hits you. A glove on the hand, yeah. Some flowers, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a scented slap around. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> a little, you know. scented slap. Oh. That's how it is. <laughs> a little uh, slap, a slap at a biscuit. With his, with his gloves, and he takes them off and starts slapping someone. Yeah, that's that's what I'm imagining right now. But yeah, I think it's it's all overhyped bullshit at the end of the day. Like, I, I can't believe that people are so angry about it. But... Um, it's still a really difficult encounter you know rich can't just stand there throughout the entirety of a fight it's not possible you know he has to keep moving he has to put things in the right place he has to be in the right place at the right time it's so unforgiving and yep. anyone who thinks that you can carry somebody well a they'd have to be extremely skilled already and i think he he overcame that by becoming skilled through repetition and learning and it proves what was it four days was it four days to clear to to make them more mad he's been playing summoner and learning summoner and he oh, boosted yeah. machinery to machinists <laughs> to do this and so he did it on a boosted job and so he yeah. started out not knowing how to play his job and learned it like in almost immediately prior to like learned it not long at all before ultimate and then went into ultimate and then like after the first day of ultimate had to stay with I think it was after the first day of Ultimate, stayed with Mr. Happy and said, like, this is my understanding of how this works, but like obviously I'm doing it at he's level synced down. So like anything he did learn is up at level 80. And he's like, yeah. okay, so how does this work? Um, and so 
like Mr. Happy teaching. So like just to just to further insult people that are like you can't learn to play a job if you boost and all that like across the board it does feel a little like rich was trying to troll them but if you know rich if you hung out with rich at all he will go tweet something out and like yeah. live on air will go through a couple tweets in his head to try to make it into the most inflammatory version of what it can be so like he's poking this bear uh <laughs> <laughs> like and if you don't like that, don't watch Rich. Like his goal is to poke the bear. Absolutely. I I, I don't know. It, it's bizarre, isn't it? It really is how people can and can respond that way. But I don't know it, what they're going to be like when Asmongold inevitably is in a similar or same group. Well, what was interesting uh, when we did the community feedback episode on I worked a game, somebody said that Zeno said that people are going to love that Asmund and Rich are playing this game until they do something they can't. And oh, so right, yeah. from a story perspective, and this is one of the things I'd love to get your insight on um, before we kind of talk about like our expectations for the live letter next week is that when it comes to what we see in terms of just like streaming and content, the patch day and the uh, story content and expansion story content, like that's super protected. I'm curious to see what happens with all of these new communities that have come on board if that mm. is the if that experience continues through Endwalker, or if all of a sudden everybody's like, I'm having this great growth, like Pyromancer making the full shift over to 14. Honestly, like he's playing through, just gotten to Heavensward himself. Like it's really exciting to see his journey. But if he gets caught up, him. what's up? He's very thorough. Like I, I've been the word thorough has come up so many times with these WoW creators. Have you gotten to watch one of Pyro's streams? Yes, I have. Oh, he's taking notes. Well, he's a like, lore guy. Like, like there's gonna be like there's gonna be a test at the end. He's a lore guy. I'm, he's I'm trying to absorb big it. things. But my, awesome. my, what do you expect in terms of like when and Walker drops? Like, are we going to see like what we typically see? Like lots of numbers just, you know, suppressed because people are trying to protect the story and the spoilers. What do you think, Mione? No, I, I don't think it'll be suppressed at all. I think we're going to get an overwhelming amount of of people streaming that content. It, it, if that's what you, you mean by that question. Streaming and I, also watching the stream. Because my concern is for the, the person who's like, Hey, I'm full time. 14 support like Pyro is getting like 2,000 people watching him on yeah. his streams, and all of a sudden like N Walker drops, and if it's like down to like oh here's a couple hundred, and he's like what happened? Like I don't oh, know. No, I, I don't know if they're ready for off. that, and I don't know if it will drop. You know because WoW's community, in my opinion, is uh, it's been trained up a little bit differently, and Scott Zone himself even reflected on that. But I was gonna, I'll let you have the floor. I, th I think it's gonna be different than before. Uh, with, a, with a launch of an expansion, as you say, because you've got these different communities. I think it's going to be overwhelmingly, uh, it'll just change the landscape forever. It's already changed, I think. Like Final Fantasy XIV content creation and streaming is much, is on a, a whole different level than it was a few months ago mm -hmm. in a massive way. I mean, I'm surely you've seen it in your analytics in terms of video views like I have and, and stream views as well. It's it's a much bigger thing. I don't think there will really be that many people tuning out of someone when they're doing the Ian Walker storyline. I think there'll be more people overall. I think the idea of shying away because of spoilers, is, it's going to be impossible to avoid the spoilers, honestly. It's going to be interesting because even we had uh, Lucron on the podcast last week and he literally is like, I don't engage with anybody in the 14 community except for us, yeah. apparently. So we got some kind of magic pass there. And, but he's been living on this island completely like devoid of it because mm. he saw this, the Stormblood or Shadowbringers trailer before as he was playing through ARR. And he's like, nope. He's, and then that's what made him like literally like 
self-isolate. And so he's kind of on this island. So I'm curious to see what happens when he's finally caught up. If he if he gets engaged with the community. Or it's if two different does. games. Yeah. Do you think it's... Two, I mean, it feels to me like two different games. Like when I see the way Sprouts cover it as they're moving through the story, when I see what is asked of a new player, those of us that have been here, like we've been playing it as one continuous living thing, but somebody coming in late. ARR now feels very different than it did then. Heavensward now feels very different. Like, so, and Shadowbringers will soon enter that state where like somebody's going to play it straight through. They're not going to gap out from 5.0 to 5.1. They're, they're going straight through. And so like it... it can almost feel like two different games. And so I think there are creators who really thrive on the sprout process and there are creators who really thrive on the end game. And it, you don't have to be good at both. Um, there are people that are good at both, but like there is a transition to all these people that are getting caught up now and what content creation will mean to them in a more caught up endwalker state. Mm. I don't know really. It, it, I, I suppose it could work both ways. I think that if there is a, a drop off at all, like a lower a lowering of numbers it'll only be because of those that came before but i think it will be higher than it's ever been before of people retaining that viewership simply because of those new people coming across that really you know that they're, they're either there because they want to watch their favorite creator in a mm -hmm. hundred you know in the twenty thousands or whatever or hundreds of thousands in asmongold's uh, case you know that they, they don't really necessarily care about the content but the actual creator themselves and their responses to it right and their reactions yeah. reactions are key on the internet as you know yes you know that's that's what a lot of people make their their living off of reactions what's going to be interesting for me is that i was telling chris this is like i have i like obviously hindsight's 2020 i didn't know there was really streaming wasn't a thing like i wasn't really filming my playthrough but i wish i had my 1.0 my 2.0 my 3.0 like i wish i had those playthroughs like yeah. in some archive somewhere. Cause Chris actually, like we talk about reaction content, he literally just reacted to his own video from years ago. And it's so <laughs> fascinating. I'm like, man. I reference Meoni. Yeah. <laughs> he does. In the video. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I like that's one of the things for me. Like I I will be streaming and playing Endwalker, but my plan is going to be that I'm gonna get Sage and Reaper staged to level 80, and then nice. I'm gonna take Reaper through it, thus kind of giving me a little bit of a gap so that if people dive in during the holiday, they'll, they'll be technically ahead of me if they do want to watch me live react to any one bit of it. But I really want to make sure that that is something that's captured, uh, you know, at least for my own uh, edification later. Now, we kind of got on that topic a little bit. I do want to come back to the Asmin and Rich, the migration of the WoW refugees with you before we dive into our expectations oh, yeah. for uh, the live letter next week. Um, have you seen, uh, like any kind of positive effect on like your community with more people coming in and checking out your content? What's your huge. overall thought? Oh, it's been huge for you. It's, it's huge on, uh, like, especially the EU side and just my, my little slice of the, the greater community as well. I've seen a lot of people come in and ask questions and, you know, I've tried to tell people there are no stupid questions because some people come in and be like, I'm, I'm kind of afraid because they're in that mindset for some reason from wow. I don't know. They just seem to be in that mindset of, if I ask a question, I'm going to get stomped on. But um, it, it it's, it's massive. It's really, really huge. People have come in and asked questions about even the simplest things, like, how do I this, do this? And, uh, people not understanding that there's multiple ways of uh, moving a character, that you don't have to walk backwards with S, and you can change that to something else, or, or the legacy mode, and how most of us play in legacy, because it just it's just so much easier. Uh, for rating at least on keyboard and mouse uh just you weirdos on keyboard and mouse 
<laughs> anything you can imagine the questions have been so it's been really nice and i, I think the, the the majority of people i've seen myself uh that also stream in like in my stream team for example a lot of the eu based ones and some of the american ones we try to just make it new player friendly as much as possible so that people see that and they come in and they can ask whatever they want but it, it has been huge there's been so many new people just showing up uh wanting to do anything and everything you know how do i do this what are you doing right now uh how do i get this what is that weapon how can i get that weapon and as a result of that they've been looking at loads of old guides and eureka stuff and wow what's eureka and then suddenly you've got 73 yeah. people you know on, on that outside of peak time and then at peak time is three instances in an emos on chaos it's like wow that's and i made a video what not last year saying that eureka needed a phoenix down because there was no way i could solo idaos it's de dead content and now it's not dead content so jokes on me really the 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 answer was more people um, more people <laughs> that's, that's all it needs now um, what would you want to change to eureka like uh overall like what would you think would be a good change in this late in its life to help kind of make it more rele relevant we we talked about this in a very old episode together mm -hmm. um a podcast and i'll bring that back up and we both agreed that either a level sync system uh on our own or with a trust system would be the ideal way and i still think either of those or a mix of something like that with that tech would be amazing Use yeah a trust system tech yeah. with uh squadrons or something yes for it for me like one of the things like i've really appreciated from the asmin and rich and everybody kind of diving into new content like it's made me go oh what what else would i like to do what are these things that i really mm. never make time for i finished my first ever uh relic in final fantasy 14. first ever i've started every one and i've quit every resistance uh, yeah the resistance the nice. yes dude and Good I job. love it. Thank you. Um, I'm actually Which working one did on. You go for? Sorry. I got the white mage one, and yeah. so, uh, and then I'm going to finish the gunbreaker up next. And I think probably just just kind of plugging away in it. And I'm now we're working on a tower uh, climb uh, for heaven on high. We're on floor eighty. Uh, we'll hopefully wow. get that maybe knocked out on Friday. Then uh, I'm looking at like you know if I can get that clear, maybe I can get a palace of the dead clear. Like I'm just like oh man. Same and same thing applies to Eureka. Like the whole reason I bring all this up is. I'm like, I'm also like, I need to start making sure that at least once a week I do my challenge log for Eureka so I can make some form of progress because I think my biggest bucket list regret is that I haven't touched uh, Baldizian Arsenal. Oh yeah, well, that should be at the top of your list for sure. It's it's so incredibly easy with the, the wonderful groups that we have now on Discords and, and other communities that are running that. Um, on uh, chaos we have the late night discord shout out to the late night discord who do um pretty much weekly runs now they they were doing like two every week but now i think they're up to like five or something it's insane they're doing this thing practically every night because of the, the new people that have come in and gone if there's one thing i want from this game it's that amazing looking elemental set a badass weapon and the mount so there they, there they go it's it's yeah, Baldessian is something you need to do. I wholeheartedly support that. But make sure, if you're doing Heaven on Eye, by the way, since you said you're close to a clear, mm -hmm. do it four times and you get a mount. So do it four times. Clear okay. it four times. All right, done and done. That's your mission. And then uh, Chris has challenged me to uh, to create my one-man show uh, and, se and sell it to Ooh. Netflix. So that's... Uh, do it. Yeah, so I've got, I've, got, I've got a lot that I'm trying to accomplish. Before a lot of... 
Oh, no, before not before. Endwalker. 70 no, days. I did not put that kind of time. <laughs> Bo Burnham had 18 months and no kids. I've got five kids. I figure, you know, multiply 18 months by five and boom, there's my Netflix special. <laughs> ginger on Ginger. Coming to Netflix. Uh, ginger of Light. There ginger go. of Light. There Welcome to my Netflix special. My comedy is only for a small niche audience. <laughs> All right. I want to go over here to Chris real quick. We've, uh, I think uh, we've really kind of, and you know, hammered the whole Asman and Rich Cobb uh, thing here. And I think we've, you know, there's really not much to say. Be good. Be excited for the people that are coming into this game. But let's shift our focus to Endwalker. Endwalker is, is next. It's the big thing that we've been building up to since it was announced in February. It's been a very long gap. And uh, next week, we kind of kick off, like, finally, like, big news. News that people have been dying for. Chris, what is your expectation for the 17th? So the job action trailer, um, for those of us that have, have watched the last cycle, covered the last cycle, uh, going back and we were watching some of the videos, that's what came up is we wanted to watch some videos from right before Shadowbringer uh, dropped, talking about expectations, uh, watched the video from kind of covering the media tour. Uh, as and it was it was pre-media tour, so it was like a footage of like, okay, here's what here's what the expectations are. Um the job action trailer has been requested. It was requested at the February event. Yeah, but when's the job action trailer? And in May, when's the when's the job action trailer? Now, this is this is what we've been waiting for. So I think the job action trailer is a big one. Um, I do have questions about things that may not be answered because they're saved for you know 6.1, 6.2. So they're they're off in the future. So you know, Ishgard housing, um, island sanctuary. Are we getting another deep dungeon? What are the PVP changes? I don't know that any of those will be answered this weekend. I think the big one is the job changes. Um, yeah. The downside of, of announcing this at all is that while it generates a ton of hype and I get why they do it, the reason they wait this late is because um, we are roughly uh, we are roughly 12 days out from everybody deciding that their job is now trash and the world is burning down. <laughs> so like, because what's going to happen is there's going to be changes and this is coming with the stat squish. So if they show damage numbers like flying text, people are going to be like, oh no, my job's been oh, yeah. ruined and it's all trash. But we don't have context. Like we, we we don't see the abilities yet. That was something that came out of the media tour, which was pre-job trailer last time. Um, so the order's out of out of order, and we don't have we don't know what the content looks like, right? Like if you buff the amount of healing, people are like, oh, I'm gonna have all this spare time to DPS. Well, what if the amount of damage coming out goes up? So you just need all that extra healing. So we're missing the other piece of the puzzle. So it's exciting. Uh, I think the job changes is is the big marquee item. Um, I would love to see more explanation into what are more systematic changes so is there going to be something like a tank stance or like a crafting and gathering overhaul how does this work within healing like what is the general idea for the battle system i think are more the questions i would love to see this kind of address mm. yeah um i i would agree for the most part i think that it's going to be three hours of talking about uh, job changes and like a little bit of battle changes that's my predictions i mean everyone's predicting that at this point the job action trailer is going to be interesting but i do agree it's going to be taken out of context people will see a flashy ability with something that says 37k on it and they'll be like whoa is that is that an off global is what's this and then people have already speculated from the um uh the the last tease trailer we had uh, the benchmark sorry where people were like whoa 
what's that paladin ability what's that and what's this and that looks overpowered it's like how can you even say that's overpowered or you've seen it as a spell it's shiny it's shiny (laughs) it's like well that could be anything couldn't it you know the new red mage ability with the lightning that looks cool but you know i I don't know it's there's so many things that um like you say are going to stir the pot and I think a lot of people are going to throw their job stone out of the, the pram, so to speak, and be like, I don't want to play Red Mage anymore. Or what have they done to Bard? They put songs back on it. Like, and secretly I'll be going, yes, yes, songs. Yes, less homogenization. Yes. Yes. That's what I, what I would like to see, if I, if I can say what I would like to see yes, from these jobs. Go for it. Yes, I would like to see Bard have spells back that do things to to finalize where Bard fits in between. Is, is it a damage dealer? Is it a buff person? Is it more like a dancer? Make a decision, Square Enix. Either give us full-on DPS with a Bard and get rid of those weird things, right? Or give us back the spells that people want, like the songs, and let them do something and let them buff the party like dancer and then make them side by side. Because at the minute, Bard doesn't really fit in. It doesn't fit in. Machinist is is always taken over Bard, from what I can see, for the most part at, at the 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 end game at least. It, I don't know. There's there's bits and pieces I want to be uh, answered. Uh, Warrior, for example. Okay, warriors need love in Endwalker. What happened to Warrior in Shadowbringers? I miss Stormblood Warrior, like the start of Stormblood. There are so many things I would like to see change, but will I will I see any of them? Probably not. No. All we know is for a certain that Black Mage will not be changed. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the only Black, Mage is, Black Mage has always been just like, yep, that's Yoshi Peace Main. We know that's a good that's bet fair. that you're going to have fun that with that much. one. That's it. Now, Muna in yeah. chat says Summoner and Scholar segments are going to be huge. Yeah, could be. Yeah. What do you think that about the, the state? Well, I want to let's talk about Summoner Scholar because uh, I'm curious is your summer like thoughts of what you'd like to see. And then let's pivot that into healers. The, the, like, what do we think is going to happen? with four healers in this case uh this time start with summoner scholar what do you think uh i think summoner i would like to see them do big big dps i want to see them um massively buffed i want them to have uh i would like them to have different glamours for for their pet i want to see mm-hmm. just more focus on big numbers um i don't like the way that summoner is kind of being diluted um that's that's really the only sort of opinions i have on that but scholar uh that needs some huge love i i hate scholar with a passion i think it's uh the most homogenized piece of crap i've ever played (laughs) in my life i can't stand content with it and it feels like every time i heal as a scholar i'm i'm panicking because nothing's doing anything like wait this feels like i'm just like casting a a thin like bit of like cellophane over over the person who's been damaged rather than actually healing them and i come from playing like white mage as a main for the most part and i like to see the big actual heals and it feels still like the pets are too homogenized i don't like the idea that selene and eos don't really do anything different that needs to be changed in my opinion only one matches my glam (laughs) i don't like the idea of going it's personal choice i like well, why don't we use both and then include it in the rotation like we do with Phoenix and, and Bahamut? Why why aren't healers using both fairies and put them on a cooldown? Yeah, I would love that. I think that's one of the things that when we look at the changes that happened to Summoner Scholar in yeah. Endwalker have been detrimental to me. 
because uh, I used to main summer like that's what I played and then it got to the point where it's like wow why am I playing this like it's like it's so much better to play black major or red mage like if I want the yeah. res like red mage is you know it feels way more fun when summoner lost I think a lot of its identity and it ended up feeling like I was just like I, I spent two months actually building the controller guide for summoner. I got it to where I was like, okay, this is passable. Like this is something where, but it took two months because I was like, this is just not working. Like this is not coming together. Like there's just like, why is this one button only used after triggering this other button? Like we just need yeah. to see some like skill evolutions that are a part of like logical input. And I was like, I would just change. Like it was like you have summon Bahamut and then you have in Kindle Bahamut. Like you can't in Kindle Muhammad unless he's summoned. Like, why is that just why is that two buttons? Make it one bar. Yeah, make it one button, sorry, on your bar. Yeah, yeah. They need to especially for people on controller as well. I think there are certain jobs in this game that are like playing a xylophone upside down. Yeah. They need to um, like if anything needs to be homogenized, it's the amount of button clutter on the screen. I'm worried about that things. with like as we go to ninety though. Like one of the things that we see with the early mm -hmm. game where people like who can't who don't like when we are critical. Um, we're not negative. We're critical, you know, in that oh, regards, yeah. like, you know, critique is an important I love summoners, for example, I love <laughs> it. but it's like in the early game, like, I'm like, we need to bring more skills or like off the globe cooldowns sooner because when right. I go right now, like when I was playing ARR, it was fun. When I go to ARR content now, I'm like, gosh, I miss so much. Like, I just, I don't know what that solution is. I just feel like I'm worried that if they take more of those skills off, that means that yeah. that gap between you know, one to 50 is like we're getting oh, yeah. new abilities. It means we're going to get some abilities pruned and pruned means that somebody from a past level, right? Some new player or mm. when you sink down is going to have less abilities than, than we did it, you know, right now. Um, and it's, it's not going to feel good. There are some jobs that just, they lack their very essence and they change a lot from 50 to 60 to 70 to 80. I'd love to see that addressed um, as for like a warrior change. Warrior feels so different than the other three tanks to me. It really feels separated. And so my concern with people saying that like Warrior should needs to be brought more in line is I hope that's not to just further homogenize tanks. I think Warrior does feel different than the other three to me. Um, and I would love to see them lean further into that. Like for the gap close, for example, when I'm on in a release, shorten that cooldown so that I'm I'm gap closing so that there's more off global. So that inner release really feels Berserk, that's the early word for inner release. It feels berserk, it feels fast. Um, and as I'm getting to level, I'm finally leveling up all these jobs that I've just ignored for years. And like when you're in Dancer and you trigger that like rapid little speed, or when you're on some of the melee jobs and you trigger these, um, like is it, it it's Ninja, good. the Mudra system, there's these moments where it's like sprint, sprint, sprint. And when you're in content where you're having to dodge, right as you're like sprint, sprint, sprint on your rotation, you're like, ah, but when you get out the inside, you're like, that was so fun. Let's do that again. Don't worry, in 90 seconds or 60 seconds or whatever the, you know, the phase is, you'll get to. And so I like that that pacing um and i would say let's get warrior further into that where the fell cleaves are the metronome and there's more stuff going on in between in e12 like i was my opener there's a reprisal going off in some of those spots like in inner releases there's a reprisal going out and that makes the inner release feel even better because there's more going on because i i have set mitigation falling during my inner release window absolutely um, now when it comes to summoner, we were talking about like buttons and things like that. What would you want to see? Like you talked about the, like the, the glamor uh, and the being able to kind of change your pets, but would you think that this would be a logical time to separate summoner and scholar? Um, would it be feasible though? Like 
from a game uh, like a mechanical standpoint it'd be hard it'd be hard but they're doing that a lot of work on it you know like you have to sit here and you know that's not something you just make a decision overnight on does it need to be that's the other question it feels like it already is Mm. (laughs) like when we look look at you know stormblood like pets don't really do anything like the only thing that's really shared was their xp bar and they have like what one skill or something like that and like the fairies are completely like homogenized and and more so at the end of the day i just think if they're going to do something by introducing a new healer that it you know like what is summoners you know what is scholar's place what is white mage what is a scholar what is a sage and that's i think a good time to kind of bring it up chris do you have a thought before we let me only talk I mean, they are moving us to having two types of healers instead of last expansion where like everybody can do everything. And that had some pros, right? We we brought the skill floor way, way down for a lot of players so that the baseline to get into healing or tanking um, is in many ways lower than it's ever been, especially for like four man dungeon content. And when you pair it with the content, like a lot of these jobs are very, very attainable. You can do like Paladin, for example, you turn on your tank stance and you could literally just do the physical side of your abilities and not even know about how the magical side works and you would still hold threat and you would still finish the dungeon. Is it good? No, but you'd be fine. You would get the clear. And so like they've they brought a lot of that way down. And so we will see the healers this time split into two. And so I kind of like that idea. Um, I assume in eight mans, you're going to be bringing one of each. So it does make those eight man comps move closer to where you're seeing people like, oh, we want two melees and two ranged, and we want a shield healer and a direct healer. Um, so, you know, and then the summoner scholar thing, Mr. Happy did ask a question about like Aggie glams. And the response was effectively, why would we add glams if we were going to change it? But he didn't say that he's like, but he was mm-hmm. like, I'm not saying we're going to change it, but why would I update glamours for a system that's going to change? So mm-hmm. in the context of scholar, I think that kind of poises us for hopefully more variety. What do you think, Mioni? I, I think that um, it's too late to split them completely um, at this point. I don't think we'll probably ever see that. That's just my own cynicism. I'd, I'd love to see it. <laughs> I'd love to see it otherwise, but I, I honestly don't see them spending any money on mm-hmm. going, you know what, we're going to make that so that, it, that they're split off and they're two different quest lines and they're nothing to do with it. Nah, it's, it's not going to happen now. In re- regards to your point though about uh healers uh i don't know if 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 i'm paraphrasing what you said but you you said to effectively that um one will be specialized in one in their like direct healing and one will be in in shielding i don't think it will come down necessarily that hard i think unless I, i i wait to be corrected on this but i i don't think necessarily it's going to be as harsh as that i don't think there will be a a moment where it's like we can't take two uh direct healers you know i don't think the content will ever be in 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 a situation where we can't take two shield healers i don't think it really matters that much i think it's blown out of proportion i think that all they mentioned was that the general idea of the majority of where their focus is is to focus more on the shields and stuff to accommodate so that you're not overlapping heals over time mm-hmm. and you're not overlapping the amount of healing being you know overhealed um when you when you look at a uh, i hate to say it but when you look at the pass of of a fight there's a ton of overhealing and it's because basically the same abilities do the same thing but i still think there will be the ability for a sage to go in and totally be fine solo healing 
everything that required the direct healing that that uh, a white mage would be required for do you for, see for example more flexibility maybe coming in that where it's like you would say for example that sage and scholar would be more on the shielding side and uh where astro and 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 white mage be maybe on the pure healing side but there's flexibility yeah. built into that i think people because like it's uh, a lean isn't it yeah it's more of a lean rather than a full tilt that direction right. like think 60 you know. 40 or 70 30 because like even alan brings this up saying like with the fairies imagine one fairy kind of focusing more on shielding and then another fairy focusing in on amazing. region so literally like as a player you can go oh i'm with the white mage they got the region covered i'm gonna double down on shielding oh i'm with another scholar let's see here how about Isn't you do like go ahead what they used to do with astrologian though mm -hmm. with diurnal and nocturnal but there's not going to be a nocturnal anymore well, we, what we, we understand we know that for, for a factor is like that's what i'm saying like if it's where we have that flexibility like we said 60 Will we 40 still have nocturnal that's that is the question i know right that is the question and how how useful will it be if we still have nocturnal and it's the same percentage then this is just buzzwords and they're still perfectly yeah uh viable as a direct healer because uh i don't know it, it just feels like as it stands right now in the game we are homogenized as it is I'm like you. I don't want to see any more jobs lean too far into anything. I don't want to be specialized as, oh, well, we can't take Mioni because we've already got uh, uh, an astrologian. So why, why, why won't you bring me as a white mage? It's know? a balance. So you don't want it to be four of the same job and it's just a swap in glam and it's a chance to get four of the same relic. But you don't right. want it to be so far the other way that you can't bring people. So I think like a lot of it will also vary in the content. Uh, early week Savage clears saying, hey, this is the comp that we found success with because it's it's taking advantage of all these classes. And I'm really excited to get in a party when I see a scholar now because it means this for my job and the way they interact, I think has value. But to say at the same time, I want to go run a normal dungeon with Mioni. It should not matter yeah. what you're on. All the healers need to be able to blast through dungeons, blast through normal mode trials and raids, any combination. You queue in with roulette, it's fine. But when you talk about content that more traditionally is a party that's pre-arranged, the, the party finder system, we're going to pre-scope this in because we're trying to optimize. Um, I think that's where homogenization starts to fall short, uh, where you do want to kind of be able to bring the class, not the player. Yeah, people focus too much on a meta that doesn't actually represent them in the slightest, as well as, as a general yes, player base. Yes, That's yes. something that we can definitely Yes, I saw Sphia Brave be good on Black Mage, so therefore I'm going to pick Black yeah, Mage. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, did you did you see one of, uh, what was it, the previous content, one of the world first raiders entered with a Red Mage and people pulled so many faces, but suddenly Red Mage was the flavor of them. It's like, no, you don't you don't understand. Yes, yes. What they, you, you don't do as they do. <laughs> like, just <laughs> stop trying to copy someone else. But it's not applicable to you. Oh well, we can't take this for our four-man Satasha run because of, of of the group comp. It's like it doesn't apply to you. It doesn't apply to you even at Savage mode, unless you're going for the world first. World first is so different than a clear of a Savage content four weeks later. It is worlds apart. The world first is just like what's the the quickest way we can do this with the least amount of fail that's all yep. it comes down to with our player skill right and this exact yeah. group and so there are ways people move and stuff that create all sorts of like sub optimization for uptime or yeah. or require some person to do something really technical with positioning that like the party finder strat adjusts heavily over the early weeks 
um, because it's just not the same as like what these statics are where they're just trying to get it down once. And you see it anytime that a world first race, when you watch them clear the next week, it doesn't immediately just fall over because yeah. it's like, oh, like you also only had to clear it once. So if you got past the phase sloppy, that's good enough. Like move on. Yeah, um, break so three and, and good, you know, it's, How, it's good. Red, res, red mage jobs are good. And, you know, it's exciting to watch them play at that level, but it is a very different game. Yeah. Um, than what the rest of us are playing. The tanks, this expansion have been really close in damage, but technically if you were to have a tool that could count the amount of damage you do, Gunbreaker <laughs> technically comes out a little on top right now. And every, when I watch people doing all this stuff, people are like, how come there's no Gunbreaker in here? Yeah. It, it, does, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Now I do want to say- Every job is, is useful at end game. That's the thing I just wanted to quickly put in there. There's, yeah. there's no wrong answer when you go, I want to play Red Mage, I want to play Dance, I want to play Black Mage. It doesn't matter. If you know how to play that, it doesn't matter. Right. You'll you'll clear the content. The the player can take the take the job yeah. in, into the stratosphere. And then when you look at the meta, it ends up being like so small percentage-wise that it's gonna get adjusted, especially if it's something that's like, oh, there's clearly you know, a clear dis uh, disadvantage to X job. And if that X job happens to be black happened? mage. Uh, they've uh, they've done that over the course of every expansion. We see like every patch, like it's rare were, though, isn't it? Like well, it's very small increments. It's the most interesting uh, content people are uh, obsessed about, uh, to the yeah. point where they don't include job changes, uh, adjustments, even to potencies until like the patch when the patch goes live. They used to have them in pre-patch <laughs> notes, and then everybody freaked out all weekend long. And then pre-patch notes, and then patch notes. It's like, oh, they played, and people are like, oh, it actually feels better. Uh, oh yeah, it actually okay makes sense because I wasn't factoring that this off the global cooldown actually boosts its potency. Uh, da, da 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 You know, it's like and it ends up being like, yeah. Let's we used just... to show it in part two of the live letter. That's two full weeks before the oh, patch. Yeah. We used to get some job that. changes, and the that world just and the, and and either everybody was exactly as happy as when the live letter started, or the world was on fire for two weeks. It never improved anything. We were always at net zero or worse. And so they're like, oh, we're just not going to tell you about job changes in part two anymore. It's yeah. way better. Theory crafting without access to a, a game to play is impossible. Like it's it's just, you're just going to end up fighting amongst yourselves for, for the entire weekend. It's, mm -hmm. it's much better when you just go, this changed. It's like, oh, All right, okay. Got okay. It. Makes Let's sense. Test this. Let's test it. Now, yeah. I do want to say thanks to Ruricon posting an epic comment saying, by the way, for all those of you watching on YouTube, did you know that if you hit the like button on this stream, your DPS of 14 increases by 20%? Uh, I love wow, that that's guy. huge. That's a huge that's boost. Slot. It's broken. You know, y'all yeah. got the black chocobo mount and I get some kind of power to boost people. get the echo. I get the echo. I, I grant echo with if, with every like on the on the YouTube stream. So wow. I, I'll take my, my buff. <laughs> my 14 power. Um, all right. So we talked about, uh, about healers and the expectation there. Um, I'm very curious. Like that is something that for me as a healer, like I, I used to be a scholar healer. Like that was my healer. Summoner yeah. was my, my caster. And then I bounced around between every tank. Now, as I look at it, I go, white mage is my healer. Will scholar bring me back? Will summoner bring me back? Hopefully. I don't know, man. Sage looks pretty freaking cool. It does. That's that's one of the things as well, isn't it? Like the poster boy of, of any new job is always going to be over glamorized and over, um, you know, overdone in the first thing. We knew that it's 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 done deliberately to to sell it like go and try out our two new jobs. But it, they sometimes 
a little bit more uh, flashy than the rest. But I'm, I'm starting to think that that's not going to be quite as much of an issue. And I have firm belief that Yoshi P, when he said that every job is going to have something as flashy and as identity attractive as Passage of Arms, that, that was enough for me. I'm paraphrasing there. He said something akin to that. I was like, well, if everyone's having something like that, then that could be enough to, to keep people attracted to that. Because the you know your first impressions of something aren't necessarily of a, if it's any good, but if it looks complete crap and this guy's going around with laser beams, shielding people and putting barriers up and you know nuking things with rapid fire laser beams, it's like well I've I've got a staff, I'm 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 helping, <laughs> you know, just like I got a cool staff. Now now with the the seventeenth that kind of kicks off this this mad dash you know two month road to endwalker what are your plans for content have you thought that all the way through yet what's your like in do you have any in-game goals that you have yet to achieve like overall like what does the next two months look like for you uh stream content's easy because i've got a massive list of things i want to complete and and things i've still uh, that i have completed so far i mean i've done all 17 resistance weapons I did my second uh, Heavensward Relic, my second Realm Reborn Relic. I've, I've got plans to do another two Heavensward Relics I want to work on. I want to get all of the Gweeba mounts. I'm missing three of those. I still need Sea of Sacrifice, Diamond, and uh, Emerald, because for some reason I can't get that dragon to drop in either of those three places. It's impossible. There's just endless amounts of things. I want to give heaven on high a go. I've never been to the top of that, like yourself. I, you know, that's that's mm -hmm. that's a big thing to try. In terms of content, I on YouTube, it's mostly me going to be covering any news and probably new player guides because I think now is the perfect time to 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 put down everything else and be like, actually, let's help people out. And some of the questions I get asked on the stream, I'm like, I'll make a video. It's easier. And that's that's usually what I do. I'm like, look, I, I, I've explained it to you, but I know that this is hard for me to explain. Let me just show you, and then I'll make a video. So that's mm. that's the sort of content I've been focusing on, and will be focusing on to fill the gaps. But I think whilst we had a bit of a lull in any kind of information, now is just going to be just there's, there's going to be so much, probably too much. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a single stop after this point. <laughs> what about you chris man um i mean i had a list of things i wanted to do this expansion that list has grown and shrunk over time it's it's been a living document uh at this point like get my armory cleared you know the the rings and primary weapons that'll be sorted out by another 15 slots is gonna make a big difference there but the other slots mm -hmm. just getting those really clean so that i can have leveling gear sit in there and not have to worry about it um, has been kind of a goal so getting all my melees to at least 50 so there's just a couple of poetic sets in there um, finishing out fizz ranged. I'm almost done with casters. And, and so getting those leveled up is a big one. Um, I want to clear E12 S I'd love to try an ultimate. Um, just so I'm going to the next expansion more well-rounded as a player. Um, you know, I have going into this expansion, I have more lore knowledge than I have ever before. I have more jobs than ever before. Um, I've done more of the content than ever before, but I would like to just be, broader because endwalker is the finale like this is this is our big moment so being able to take in as much of the game as possible like this is that moment and um and then 
having a baseline so that when we get to 6.1 and the game doesn't end and it's you know starts with a new story i have a leaping off point in whatever whatever storytelling devices they give us because like to build a new story hopefully everything kind of clues us in on that and it's not just the msq quests and then you're just asking questions so hopefully you know island sanctuary is telling us a piece of that story and if there is another deep dungeon update it's telling us a piece of that story and so hopefully each piece of content can kind of give us some insight in building this new narrative um however new it ends up being so i, I think i just want to be kind of as prepared as possible the community like the amount of events going on this rich cob thing really reminded me like it doesn't even have to be from square enix it's not new content it wasn't an event they organized or even said it promoted uh and it just kind of happened so it's just been an exciting time to be in the community um as a viewer i've been watching more streams than ever uh and and on this side of things so like i'm i'm just excited the, the key is just managing burnout and making sure that you're taking days off and you're taking breaks and um and reminding yourself that like nothing's really getting deleted. So if you don't finish something up in time, like you were saying, we need to go finish, uh, we need to go finish Baldi's and Arsenal because Brian and I both didn't do that. Well, I'm in a Deliver Room Savage group every Sunday right now. And once I get that Savage clear, I'd love to go work on Baldi's and Arsenal. But if I don't get to that before Endwalker, I don't think interest in Ozma is going to just hard drop off a cliff. I think it'll come back as people get settled in Endwalker and I'll have a chance to clear it then too. Oh, yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting how waves uh, of content and focus end up being happening. And I think with more people streaming, we've always called for more content creators helps put more things that the game does offer in front of people's faces and allows them to have those individual like challenges. What do you think, Mione? I think that the more people that are, there are, the, the better the just across the board, the more access we have to things is, you know, um, Beldessi and Arsenal isn't going anywhere. It's just more of a fact that at a moment, there are a lot of people who are like, actually, I wouldn't mind getting that mount before that. And uh, because a lot of other people are setting that goal, it might be a good opportunity to, to hit that within the next couple of months. Uh, there'll probably be a lot less people running Baldessi and Arsenal in those sorts of setup groups because they'll be focusing on trying to do their, their raiding, sav uh, their savage, their whatever they plan to do. Um, but yeah, there'll always be people up for Eureka. And as the more people, the better. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it's it's yeah, it's always growing now. Now Patrick's reminding me that I need to answer my own question that I asked uh, to you guys about my my goals for Endwalker. Um, first and foremost, been working with Todd on uh, on Savage. So we got E9s down. Uh, we've gotten to Voidgate two on E10s. Uh, kind of tripped me up a little bit. And honestly, I'm gonna keep working with them on uh on those savage raids and maybe even step in and dip a toe into ultimate but really the focus right now is more on like heaven on high and and that kind of content so that's that's kind of where that falls uh but from just a like a, a time and volume perspective new world drops on the 28th i've been following that game for 18 months i'm very excited about that game for me it reminds me of final fantasy 11 but like just leveled up to a whole nother degree and so i'm very mm. excited to see what uh what amazon does with that and i wish them the best when it comes to that and then uh we got you know like from a burnout perspective it's to get to endwalker and be excited to play 14 and not get to endwalker and going like man okay here we go you know again but i've got everything everything leveled uh so i'm i'm like honestly i'm just ready to rock and roll so hopefully that answers your question i'm gonna make content i'm uh, gonna play video games gonna hang out with the community 
and uh and stepping back not from a content creator perspective but stepping back into destiny 2 playing with the community as well so it's been it's been really nice now that things are kind of getting back to normal and kids are sleeping through the night that it's like okay yeah i might i might hang out and play some video games with people so hopefully you guys have been enjoying the the streams and the content so hopefully that answers your question patrick um in that regards now that does bring us to the the final part of the show itself we do i do have a special post show question that i've been liking uh and i plan to ask me on if they're able to stick around so if you guys are watching uh live you get to hang out for that if you're watching or listening to this in mp3 you got to go check out youtube for the special pre and post show uh posts that go up later after the podcast are done but um meoni i'd like to like to give it to you man like floor's yours like is there anything that you you want to like touch on that we haven't talked about is there anything that you're excited about that we we focus more on healers etc uh floor and show are yours okay um well in terms of the live letter i think that's just going to be the first big tip of information but it's going to be very heavy on the amount of class changes and things like that so people expecting answers to stuff like what is island sanctuary and footage of that Mm -hmm. unfortunately you're not going to get that i don't think this time around but you will probably get that sort of stuff answered as we go forward we do have as brian said a media tour at some point in the future uh that we can't obviously talk about but um i'm sure um a lot of those questions will be answered then they'll be they'll be sure to have special sites and video footage and trailers and things like that it's about to like hot off people about uh, are about to really understand those other parts of the game but i think for the most part i would just like to thank i'd take this opportunity to to thank all of the new players and all of the people who are watching because without all of the new faces i don't think the community would be as uh, as responsive as it has been recently and as positive i think a lot of people have literally opened their arms and just come forward and gone you know what i'm going to give this game a go and i'm going to open my arms to it and i've i've never seen that before um a lot of the time people try out final fantasy 14 they come across from from wow in the past and they've been like eh, eh, this is boring or whatever but they've really really opened up to this so there's many, many reasons why they would come over from another game, but I welcome each and every one of them. I think it's not only really good, obviously, for viewership, but also hopefully uh, people like myself and Brian and Chris here have been able to uh, make as many of you newcomers feel welcome. And there are no stupid questions, so I'm sure you can tune into any of our streams or or comment section and uh, bring that positivity in those questions. And we'll be sure to make more content to cover that. I think new player guides are definitely something that, um, especially these gentlemen here, work tirelessly to to obviously they're some of the best, honestly, on on the the controller guides, all of that stuff. So uh, yeah, that's that's all I'd want to really take the floor and, and say. And thank thanks you to to Brian and Chris for being massive members of this community. That whilst some would say are um, all sorts of nasty things, I <laughs> value them, and I think that they are. are definitely people to take as inspiration and uh yeah they should be included in more things especially arbitrary lists including giveaways <laughs> in the future let's hope we'll see it was a great like thing and i think hopefully from a learning perspective that just with square enix like the thing i always see is they do something and they learn from it and then they yeah. it gets better like it's oh every with every expansion with every fan fest you know like yeah they, they kind of figure it out and then go from there chris uh floor uh, floor's yours man uh, I mean, it's an exciting time to be in 14. Uh, we are, we just wrapped up the rising event. 
and we are about to prepare to go into the Final Fantasy 15 crossover event, uh, which I believe Mayona's already put a guide out on. So hey, that will launch on the 13th, and then on the 18th or 17th, depending on where you live in the world, we'll have the live letter. That'll be live translated for anybody that wants to go watch that live. That does also mean, by extension, they're going to have to say everything twice, once in Japanese and once in English. So it'll be like four-plus hours long. They'll yeah. be long. Um and that will get us the last of the inf big information, big reveal until it gets closer with the exception of the media tour, which we really don't know much about. Uh, the way it worked last time is they, it was held physically this time, we know it's digital, um, is they gave access to a variety of things from outlets like Kotaku to YouTubers, just a, a gamut of, it was a really widespread, it didn't catch everybody, but like Reddit got a presence and there were like some creators not traditionally known for 14 that were able to be invited to the North American one. And they were given access to the game and then given a brief window to all work on their content that all released on the same day. I think last time it was um, like to put it in perspective as far as how far behind we are on timeline, I think last time the embargo date was like June 29th. So just putting wow. in perspective how different of a time of year it was for an expansion launch this time. Uh, and then that that historically is about a month out from the expansion. So that's timed about right. And then we have one more live letter. They're saying in November, live letters traditionally are about two weeks before content drops. And so with content dropping 19th, 23rd, of course, you're going to pre-order that puts us beginning in November. So it's a great time to be in 14. That's just a brief rundown for anybody staying this long. It's like, well, what's next? Um, and all that to say would means the very next action item is to get your four-seater car if you don't have it. So go watch <laughs> Mioni's videos on the fashion guide. Mm -hmm. Do your fashion guide anytime between Friday challenge and Tuesday log. reset. Do your challenge, challenge log. Go watch the guide. Have your 200,000 MGP ready and then watch his guide on that event. Um, it's a fun little event. I think you have to be, you have to be level 50 to you do, like yes. a praetorium component yeah. or something like that. So to be level 50. So if you're not get on that, um, yeah. cause we don't know. If our this is our advice is always at least get to level 50, at least yeah, you, get to you need to be 50. level 50 and have completed the ultimate weapon, uh, storyline, ultra okay. ultimate, ultimate, the ultimate weapon. Sorry. That's the name of the quest, isn't it? So that's it. That's my big PSA for anybody that stayed this long. And it's like, okay, what's my next action item? All right. Get your car. Get your car. And that's coming use, up. Use as, MGP buffs as well. Yeah. Use the buffs. Mione's uh, channel has lots of great uh, stuff for you to help get you over the hill. That's you got me my car mount, by the way. I don't remember if I ever told really? you that. Yeah. But it was like, <laughs> I oh, man, I, I'm like 150K or whatever. Brian, a brand new car. I got a Everybody gets a brand <laughs> new car. Brian got his car. He just needed like inspiration to be pushed towards it. Yeah. That's, that's, what it is. that's really what it is. Yeah. It's like, okay, I can do that. All right, guys, that, that comes to the end of our podcast here. We're going to be answering your questions and more, talking a little bit in the post show. But thank you so much for watching. This is Crystal Core Radio. I've been Brian, and this is the Work to Game. My Brian. Anyway, we love you guys. Thanks so much for watching. We hope you have a fantastic day. We'll see you next time. Take care.